0: Like at the bare minimum, every creator should be trying to figure out how to directly communicate with their audience.
1: What's up, everyone? This is probably new for most of you, but this is something that Blake and I have been wanting to do for a while. This will be our first podcast. Hopefully this conversation is interesting for you guys. This is something that we've been wanting to talk about for quite a long time. We've seen it in the news. We've seen different creators kind of bounce into to gated content. So this is something that Blake is passionate about, I wanted to talk about, I'm not sure if I'm passionate about it yet. Uh, So we'll give our different points. But first of all, everyone's new here, so you probably don't know who the hell we are. So we'll get into a little bit of introductions. So Blake, uh, we'll start with you. Sweet. Yeah.
0: I mean I'm I'm excited to be doing this. I I feel like we talk literally like every day about stuff in the creator space. So I'm I'm excited that we're finally recording and uh yeah, it's sharing this out with the world. But yeah, some some context on me. I'm I'm an investor sort of day to day. I work at Ludlow Ventures, a small firm out of uh, Detroit where we invest in pre seed and, and seed stage startups all across the I mean, like, spectrum as far as mm. companies. I spend a lot of time in, in the creator space, mainly out of like personal interest. I feel like I grew up on YouTube and uh, spent way too much time just diving deep into it in, in my free time. And uh, was involved with, with helping uh, get Nate Shot to, to do 100 Thieves. And uh, I, I spent a lot of time talking with a lot of different creators. So, yeah, that, that's the super high
1: level. We'll, we'll definitely get into the Nate Shot 100 Thieves conversation another time. That's like a whole different story that we won't get <laughs> yeah, that, into. Yeah, that, that's a whole other other episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure people are like, wait, what? He helped shot start 100 Thieves. So we'll, we'll get into that a different time. Uh, so my name's Reed. I, I founded a company called Night Media five years ago. It feels weird to say that. I actually started as an NFL sports agent. I was working with like Hall of Famers and Heisman Trophy winners, got kind of lucky to get into the industry. And then I saw Dude Perfect on YouTube kind of early on 2 million subscribers and it blew my mind. And now like fast forward to t- today, I-, I built a company around digital creators. I obviously think like, and this is my philosophy that, you know, I had three to four years ago is that at the top of the pyramid, I thought that the biggest digital creators in the world could be built like media companies. They weren't necessarily just creators, they had a much bigger business on their hands and most of them didn't realize that. And now fast forward to today, we have a few creators that are pushing into gated content so that is the topic of our discussion, and there's a few things that you and I wanted to talk about. We've seen it in the news. We've seen it with you know, some creators that you and I have relationships with, Nelk, Logan Paul, uh, just to name a few. I know we can get into Rooster Teeth, um, but that's, that's really why we're here. That's why we want to have this first conversation all around gated content. So uh, I think the first one and the most interesting one for us is probably Nelk. You know, it's the one that's kind of like top of mind. It receives a little negativity for it. So, Blake, you want to give everyone a little background on what theirs looks like? Yeah,
0: for sure. And, and I think even just like context on how we're thinking about gated content. Like I think the for me, when, when I hear like gated content is one of these topics So within this space, mm-hmm. you, 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 it's super polarizing and you talk to a ton of talent and, and they're just like, what? No chance I'm ever going to put things beyond paywall or anything like that. And I think... It, it makes sense. I, I think every creator has has sort of this balance of, of like fame and money. Like, you know, it's like uh, they either yeah. want to have like the biggest audience size possible or uh, they're trying to make as much money as possible. Typically, those are aligned. Uh, but I think that there's, there's a point as like a creator where either your growth slows down or like you're looking back at your own business and you're like, okay, well how can I better monetize this? Because I'm the way that I'm existing monetization channels are not like sufficient for me. Yeah. And so like, I think Nelk is a really unique one where if people aren't familiar with Nelk, Nelk is uh, a YouTube channel that is mainly, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like the best way to describe it, but it's It's very much ranks
1: meets like lifestyle. So so let's, let's, I guess let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about like what are the different paths of a creator's monetization like circle, right? For sure. So so when I kind of look at this, it's AdSense is number one. Usually if you're a YouTube creator, so we'll just generalize and say YouTube creator, AdSense is number one. Usually the first thing that people push into is sponsorships. That's like the number two, um, working with, you guys see Honey, DraftKings, Dollar Shave Club, whatever. Uh, Number three, uh, usually the third most popular one is then merchandise and apparel. So launching their own merchandise brand, I have on right now. You got a hundred thieves hat on. So that's usually number three. Uh, number four is sometimes like a bunch of different things, right? Consumer products. We talked about putting up a, a wall um, and putting like stuff behind a paywall. So I think that's what every creator is trying to figure out right right now. Is like where do I go outside of those core three?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and, and the question gets even more interesting when like one of those three gets completely cut from you. And mm-hmm. and obviously when, when more than one of those gets cut from you, uh it's it's really problematic. And and so I think if you just look at Nelk, which is this brand that is more explicit, uh not brand safe, like it's much more partying and pranks and yeah. um uh, they're demonetized on YouTube every single video. It it makes sense for them to be like, well, they're monetizing seemingly very well on on their their merchandise and their apparel that they're putting out but they're not getting brand deals. Like, I don't think they've ever done a brand deal to date. Uh, and I, I don't think they've ever been able to monetize a YouTube video. And so mm-hmm. like, they've been relying solely on this one uh, yep. one revenue stream that it, it makes sense that they need to figure out like, how else do they monetize? And, and I, I think like, gated content is is sort of like the the most obvious next step um and i'll I'll, i guess i'll actually even take a a step like further back where i was talking with a a manager in in the music space recently and, and he was talking about how like if you view uh i don't know musicians and spotify as like basically top of funnel like it, their, mm-hmm. their streams that they get like i don't know what the number one song in the world is right now but like let's just say that it's like a drake song it's probably it's like,
1: like something crazy like baby <laughs> shark right yeah yeah i mean yeah. I, I have no
0: idea what, what is number one right now yeah. but like whoever that is uh and and whatever that song actually is they are, are number one on, on Spotify and they're making some money from streaming. Mm-hmm. But that is not where like the bulk of their revenues is actually coming from. For for a smaller artist, like, yes, it might actually be the, uh, like they're making a ton from that and that's what they're relying on. But most artists are using that as like a top of funnel of like, okay, if my song is number one in the world, that actually means that I can start doing tours and selling mm-hmm. merch. And like, I can funnel people into that type of uh, venue, which is really where like the higher margin or like, bigger businesses for all these artists. And so I think that it's like obvious or like, I don't know, the the question or like the really billion dollar multi-billion dollar question for me is like if what is the the concert uh, or tour equivalent for these creators? And it makes sense to funnel them into something more premium. Uh, and, and that's why like, gated content is compelling for me, is it, because I think like you have this super huge top of funnel, which is uh, like YouTube, and you're continuing to hopefully grow that, and, and everyone's seeing your videos. But it's like, how do you take that a step further and start to make more money on, on uh, the hardcore fans?
1: Yeah, I agree. So let's let's get into like what Nelks looks like. Cause they were they actually launched their I I can't remember what they call it. Um, but it was I think it's Send Club is what Send Club. That fits perfectly, right, with their brand. So they they announced the Send Club and it was a paid subscription for then content and different things that they were gonna do on their website. I think it was full send.com. You could go sign up for Send Club. Uh and it wasn't received very well by the fan base. Uh, so can you talk people through like what, you know, what that uh, that strategy was for them? And I think like just looking at the guys now and seeing some of the comments and then they responded to the comments, they're kind of backpedaling a little bit. I'm like, OK, what is this overall strategy that we're going to go with? And so it'll be interesting to see what they come out with in a couple of weeks because uh, they do have a merge drop coming out. I'm guessing they're going to announce something right after that. Uh, but it didn't go as well as I think they had hoped yeah i think it's uh they they
0: launched uh, sign club and it was and i think really the issue that that the community took part like or yeah like got upset with was around just the way that they marketed it it was it was really uh I just like basically the, they they clickbaited where they they basically mm-hmm. said like hey we're we're bringing back uh an old member of Nelk uh that that had mysteriously left uh and they were like saying they had an interview with him and they they basically made like a whole video and and, and just for context, like Nelk doesn't typically clickbait. And so like yeah. uh like this this was probably more upset at, at them clickbaiting more than anything else, where uh they're like, Hey, we're bringing this person back, all this stuff. And then at the end of the video, which is like most of their videos are thirty minutes long or so, mm-hmm. like and, and so they built up all the suspense. And at the end of the video, it was like, actually, if you want what the real like like what we clickbaited, like it's beyond this paywall, like join this site and, and you can go see it. And I think everyone's just like, What? Like that this has never happened we have no idea like like what who knew that there was even paywalled content um and and so i think for them it's uh it was just mainly around messaging and and clickbaiting more than anything else like i i I think if they messaged it like in a safer way and, and I think in uh, when I watched like two weeks ago, they, they sort of were like, hey, we're still doing this. I know you guys were upset, but like this is still the best way to support us. The people that are in here absolutely love it and we're going to continue to push it. So um, it's like they're still they're, they're just trying to navigate and figure out how to how to like carefully backpedal from where they were, though.
1: Yeah, and just to reiterate, no, it doesn't make any money off AdSense. Like they're not monetizing yeah. on YouTube. There's no content distribution method for them. Like they can't really take their content to Facebook. They can't syndicate it on Snapchat because they probably won't get ads on those platforms as well. So I, I totally understand their rationale here of why they would do this. I've kind of been critical of the whole gated content thing. I think my biggest issue with it, and this, I, I know you had a conversation with one of my clients, Mr. Beast, about this as well. And his argument is like, I always want my content to be free, right? I, I've made free content for the last eight years. My, my issue with a, a paywall is that my fans will no longer get my content for free. And then now they feel obligated to then pay for that. They can buy my t-shirt, they can support me in different ways, but I don't want them to feel like they have to pay $10 a month to get my content. And I think that's why I've always been on the fence about this. I get it from Nelk's perspective because they're not monetizing on ad revenue. They need to figure out how to make money outside of merch. But for a guy like Jimmy, like Mr. Beast, or for a, you know, a person like maybe even David Dobrik, who says he doesn't make money off ads, but his videos are still running ads, like he is making money. I think it's difficult for the fans to understand like why they would put then content behind a paywall when they think, in their mind, everything should be free. They've always got it for free. And we've, we've also seen this backfire. Uh, I watched Dude Perfect, um, they, they launched a subscription plan through YouTube, directly through YouTube, but YouTube allowed them to do a paywall. I think it's called YouTube memberships. And then you can pay for memberships. Uh, And then Dude Perfect said that they were going to put exclusive content behind those memberships, the $10 membership, whatever it was. Uh, And they ended up killing the program about four months later. I I don't know if there's a lot of negative blowback, but I think all their fans were just like, why would we pay for content when we're getting it for free? And so that's kind of why I've like, in my personal opinion, why I've always been on the fence about all of this.
0: Yeah, I and I think it makes sense. Like it, even just like for for Mr. Beast as as a channel, like his his path and ambition is like to get to a trillion subscribers. You know, like like he he wants the biggest audience size possible, and so to put like any content because he's like the amount of time that he actually is creating content, and he obviously wants the quality of his content to be super high. That uh, he's like. I obviously just want that to be out to the public uh, like that makes sense. But I think there is a world where maybe it's not gated content. Maybe it's just a membership, you know, and and it's like uh, join the Mr. Beast club. I don't know, fan club, whatever you want to call it. And, and and we had talked about it a little bit like where it was is like maybe if you pay five dollars a month and like you get exclusive merch or maybe you get a like a better chance of being in a video or maybe you get like uh I don't know if, if like you guys build finger on the app again or like do finger on the app again maybe you get like exclusive yeah. early access to it like there is perks uh and like the biggest one is obviously uh, like gated content, because I think that's what most people want. They just always want more content. But even again, like we we uh, texted a little bit around like the close friend side of like Instagram or those things where even that where, I don't know, like Mr. Beast creating more content on his Instagram stories or basically just making his Instagram stories a part of, uh, that mm-hmm. doesn't seem that crazy. Like, you know, like, yes, it is uh, like, he's restricting some of his audience size from Instagram, but like he's creating a couple more stories and he's he's still bringing people into his life. And I think that's really what people want is access like more than anything else.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think he's totally against doing it. I think if he did end up, if we were like, hey, we want to do a subscription service or hey, we want to put something behind a paywall, The only way that he would do it is if it was like extra content that was just going to get thrown in the garbage, never get used. And he was like, Hey, if my fans really want to see this, he's, he's the type of person where he would be like, I don't want you to subscribe, but if you want to subscribe to get this content, it's going to be $5 a month or $10 a month. I just don't see him ever pushing it. I think for him, like we're launching finger on the app too. Uh, we're working into a few other unnamed projects. Uh, for him, it's like all about pushing into software, pushing into consumer products, getting the YouTube channel to 100 million subscribers. Uh, that's like his main focus. But on the other side of that, like Logan Paul, obviously, someone that you know, blew up in 2017, lost Google Preferred because of a situation that happened. You know, He launched the Maverick Club. And it was basically, it wasn't exclusive content, although I know that's a small por- portion of it. It's more or less a merchandise subscription club where you get, you buy Maverick merch, you then subscribe to this thing. I think he does $10,000 giveaways. Uh, he's also doing like one on one on one uh, conversations like he'll Skype random people. So he's thought about it a different way um, than like Nelk just doing exclusive content. So what what are your thoughts on someone like Logan now stepping into this? Yeah,
0: I mean, Logan's super interesting because like in theory, you should be able to like say, well, doesn't Logan want to also get to 100 million subscribers? And my guess mm-hmm. is that he would say, yes, I do like <laughs> um, like my, my plan is still to get to that. Yeah, It's just that he. Uh, he has basically structured it around like again i think it is probably more critical that his adsense was like taken away on the preferred side like he's still obviously making adsense today but it's not the level that it was before yeah that's probably was a major driver for it but he's basically the interesting thing about logan in my opinion is that he's like a student of the platform like you know in the time that he was like gone uh Mm -hmm. or like took that break like he basically was just like in my mind studying what was happening on, on youtube and it was like Okay, like we know that like these short burst vlogs and and uh, bits that David Dobrik's doing is really well. It looks like what Mr. Beast is doing really well with like these giveaways and um, or like you know what ten thousand dollars for this or whatever it might be. And and it seems like he's basically pulled the Mr. Beast type element into his club. <laughs> like like yeah. he's basically like I'm gonna give a Dodge Ram to a random subscriber of of like the Maverick Club and uh, like that is. Just like a level that that not a lot of people would broach, but I think that he's paving the way, and I think there's a lot of people that are paying attention right now who are like, oh wow, if this does well, maybe I should be doing this too. And I think the Zoom calls with with his like um, with like his fans is really interesting. I think what like you can even do the thing that gets me like intrigued is like if, if the platform is right, like you can actually build like a, a cameo competitor in theory, right? Like yeah. maybe, maybe Mr. Beast would never go on on cameo because that just like isn't his brand or whatever. But it's like if you actually just build a fan club and that's one element where it's like, if you join the Logan call on uh, Logan Paul, like Maverick club, then you actually get access to get a cameo from him. Like uh, maybe get one free and then if you want additional ones, you can do that. And so there is ways, to to elevate it. And that, and that's where, like, I think Logan Paul has probably done the best job of it so far. And, and he's very clearly like pushing it more than anyone else right now. Like he, he's he's definitely out there promoting it in every video more than anyone. And uh, yep. and it's expensive. That's what's actually uh, that's probably the craziest part for me is like it's twenty dollars a month like that. That's <laughs> I mean, that's more than Netflix. That's more than like uh, like Spotify. And mm-hmm. it's like you're, you're paying for that in my opinion, again, just for access, like you're paying for, for access to him or to additional content. And like, you're feeling like you're closer and part of a community. And I think that like, I've, I've played around with the product. I think there's still a lot to be desired, but I I, I do think like directionally he's thinking about it, probably the smartest, uh, in terms of how to approach this space right now.
1: Yeah. Any idea, like, do we, do we know, or have you heard like how many people have signed up for the Maverick club?
0: I haven't like I've I've heard such wide ranges that, that it's so hard to know. Um, but it does seem like the numbers that I've heard like feel like it is successful. Like in, in yeah. uh, and and my gut is that, like him continuing to push it is like a sign that he he believes in it moving forward as well. Um and and, and I think that there is just a, a really interesting opportunity brewing within all of that because again like it's it's if it's interesting for Logan then it's super interesting for someone with like 5 million subs or like 2 million subs who's like I don't. I, I know it's going to take me ten years to get to like uh to double my uh, subscriber count right now. Like, yeah. Why don't I just try and like really engage with this audience and and offer more content to them or like just yeah I don't know better monetize uh the audience that you're already super engaged with.
1: I, I'd imagine we would see probably Jake do this next, right? Like yeah. he obviously he knows how well his brothers memberships club is going, I, I would imagine Jake jumps into this next. And if it goes well, like I, I definitely see a lot of people doing this. I think like Patreon only fans is kind of paving the way for people to be like, okay, there is a world where my business is solely based on subscriptions, not necessarily AdSense sponsorships and everything else. Uh, so that it's it's been interesting for me to see. And we have zero creators on Patreon, uh, which was so weird when we spoke to Patreon. They're like, how oh, are none of your creators on our platform? It's just something that we haven't looked into. I I think they've had so much success on YouTube and Instagram and and these other places that like going somewhere where we're gonna make someone pay a subscription has just been so foreign to them. They're making, you know, a decent amount of money on free content, you know, and monetizing that free content. Uh, So it's also been interesting for me, like the rise of OnlyFans. Uh, Again, we don't have any creators on OnlyFans, probably for (laughs) good reason, Um, but we've seen some mainstream celebrities like jump into OnlyFans and do incredibly well Uh, So I I guess my next question is like, is there a world where another platform pops up that is solely there to just help creators? And you've probably seen them. I know you invest uh, in a lot of companies in the creator space. And you've probably seen a few of them that are basically designed to help creators spin up subscription services.
0: Yeah, well, there's a company behind Logan's. Um, I don't know the name, but there's definitely one that is is powering Logan's. I think they actually power uh, Nelk Boys as well. Uh, and, And... But there is going to be, like, the more overarching question and sort of, like, the theme that that a lot of investors are really obsessed with right now is, like, bringing power back to the individual and, like, the creators themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, Where, like, right now, in theory, I I mean, Mr. Beast is is renting space on YouTube, right? Like, yes, like, he has a huge audience and it would be a huge, like, hit to, to YouTube if he left. But, like... He doesn't necessarily have all like a direct contact to every single one of his fans. Uh, He doesn't like, he knows the analytics that is from uh, YouTube directly, but like he couldn't message them all tomorrow if he wanted to. And so I think there is going to be this huge push. and, And this is what a lot of people are really obsessed with. And probably another like reason why I'm excited about this like membership or gated content product is that you get access to to much more information around just your actual fans and, and audience like uh that is really like hard for most creators to get like if you asked uh i don't know a random creator right now like who are your biggest fans like you have high level demographic data but mm-hmm. that, that that's basically all they have and so uh, i think that there is going to be this empowerment of like hey actually own your audience and like be able to, to message them directly. And we're seeing it a lot in like the writer space right now where like, uh, there there's Substack, which has really started to get popular what's in the writing world where uh, a lot of like, I don't know, even, even journalists from big, like big publications have left, uh, and they're going independent. And they're like, Mm -hmm. now I actually, like own my audience i have an email list that i can send whatever i want and and some percentage of that will convert to paid uh and they're making like a living directly off of their fans and uh they're not relying on adsense or or their publication or whatever else but there is going to be in my opinion almost like a shopify for creators in the sense that like uh you you become this white label platform like the reason why i'm like a little bit more questionable around patreon is that like you're you're still porting your audience to like another place where you don't own your audience, <laughs> mm-hmm. like uh like and, and so I think it's more compelling when it's like, hey, this is actually a platform that you own. This is on LoganPaul.com or this is on MilkBoys.com, whatever their site is. Like, I think it's FullSun.com. Yep. and it's like you actually own this. Like um and and where that gets really interesting in, in my mind, and and we can talk a little bit of like about like David Dobrik, but like I I think like David Dobrik is probably leaving. A hundred million dollars a year on on the table by not putting his vlogs on on, on like uh, like behind paywall and not owning his audience and and like having that direct communication, like I I think that if. David put one like right now he hasn't posted any vlogs, so like people are yeah. starving for vlogs And we don't know if he ever will. <laughs> yeah, like, and we don't know if we, he ever we, will come back. He's streamed
1: on Twitch and he's like doing other things now. So will he ever come back to YouTube? I think everyone's asking that question.
0: Yeah, and, and so like imagine he comes back tomorrow and he's mm-hmm. like, Okay, I'm I'm coming back, but the only way that I can make this sustainable because I don't make any money from YouTube AdSense, yes, I have brand deals but like getting brand deals and all that stuff is a pain anyways what if I just like post one vlog here a week and then I post one vlog behind this like membership program like the vlog squad members or something like I don't know what, what you want to call the club and you join that and the on Fridays you get the gated content one and then on, on Mondays it's like his other one like that to me the assumption that like even one percent of his audience converts at like any price that 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 seems super achievable but like i think it actually would go like as high as like 10 20 30 percent like i think there's uh like it actually can really move move the market and like a lot of people would be like oh shit i'm missing out on on an actual show like yeah like like if you view it as friends like you're only seeing part of part of the show in the season uh and and that feels really interesting for me
1: Yeah, I think it's just dealing with the negativity of the fans that are going to be so upset that that content's no longer free. And that's something like if David ends up doing that, he's going to have to deal with. There's going to be thousands of people that are so mad that they're ultimately just going to hate David for doing it. And I think that's going to be the reason why a lot of creators end up not doing this like gated service, right? Is because they don't want the blowback from the fan base. The ones that probably don't care as much and will just continue to push it and push their fans to do it, will probably be the successful ones. But I do think that it's there's gonna be a lot of creators that just don't get involved because of that negativity.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure, like there, there's going to be people that would be upset about it. But, like the counter argument is that right now you don't even have any vlogs. And so it's like what if the alternative is that like he never comes back and does vlogs because like he can't figure out a way to sustainably do it. And like him making 100 million dollars a year from like these direct subscriptions would be more than enough to motivate him to come back and do this. And so like that's the the thing that I'm like, like that would be my counter argument, but I, I I totally hear like I imagine that David would probably say the same if I were to talk to him and he would be like, no, 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 like he'd probably be very similar to to Mr Beast and that like no, I don't want to charge any of my 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 fans yeah. and, uh no, like all my content's always been free, but I really do think that like it, 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 even something as simple as like pay what you want, right like it doesn't even need to be uh, just like, me. yeah. yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It, it can literally just be a pay what you want model for the Friday video. And it, it lives off of the site. Again, just so you can like get an email list and, and you can grow that. And it's like, look, you don't have to pay. You can you can do free if you want. But like if you just pay five dollars a month and you'll never even have to see this pay what you want thing ever again. But like otherwise, I'm going to ask you like pay what you want every single time and you don't have to pay, but you can just put like zero dollars and, and you can get through. But I think that like the reality is that if you do give like. Your fans an option to give you more money and support you. They will like that. I, that's like what I've seen time and time again. Like uh, even with merch, right? Like there's a reason why merch converts super well. Is like the fans just want to support and like they want to like it, especially if you tell the story, right? Like I can totally see both like Mr. Beast and David messaging it around. Like, look, this is just to help me run a more sustainable business. Like even even like mr beast who who's like the king of adsense right now like there still is some volatility to his videos right like yeah. uh, like it, like it, he's still relying on like okay well if this doesn't get 10 million or 20 million views then like that's a different like that's like that will hurt me and like i'm still relying on that and as a result like the content that he actually makes is shaped in some way for the algorithm of adsense and around that and that's like when i've talked to some creators they're actually like my videos would change if I like had a, a monthly subscription, like yeah, I think if you I'd have more fun with
1: it. In. Yeah. I mean a lot of Jimmy's videos, I'm, I'm not going to say where we roll the dice, but a lot yeah. of money is spent yeah. and if the video never happens or something happens and the video, never gets posted. And this happens a lot. People see it at the end of the year when Jimmy does his, the videos that never made it. Yeah. And you see like these crazy videos that he filmed that just didn't turn into an actual post. Uh, he puts a lot of money into those videos, and a lot, and you saw like he gave away an island, like that. Yeah. He actually <laughs> bought an eight hundred thousand dollar island and then gave it away. So now Chandler owns an island. But you know we have to rely on like we this video has to get twenty five million views for it to even yeah. be worth for for us to not take a, like a huge loss. Yeah, right? no, for sure. So, yeah, like, for him, like, like if he has this, uh, if he knows, like I have a thirty thousand subscribers paying ten dollars a month, like I know that I have that revenue coming in. Uh, It's a little different conversation for even him. Yeah. And and by the way, like
0: there's sometimes when when Mr. Beast posts like a tweet saying like, hey, I want to like make this video or whatever. And people will be like, I will help support you make that video. (laughs) Like, you know, like uh, like, yes, please make that. And. And. Mm I think if it's like, maybe Mr. Beast is a unique one, but you could literally probably create a, a membership program where it's like, actually just help support me in my videos and my ideas, you know? And like, um, if you enjoy my content, like this will be the, the production funds, you know? And, and it's like, yeah. okay, like just support like the crazy ideas that we do and um, we'll help take that to another level. You know, like imagine there's just an extra million dollars a year that comes in and that just goes straight to production. Like it doesn't even have to go to um, like like uh, Mr. Beast or or anyone on the team. Like you could just go straight into the production of those videos.
1: I wonder if there's a world where we just open a Kickstarter campaign every time (laughs) Jimmy has a crazy idea. Like, hey guys, I'm going to, I'm trying to think of like one of the ideas that never happened, but I probably can't say them. Um, But even the island video, hey guys, I want to buy an island and give it away to a random fan. Um, You could have probably raised $500,000 from, you know, five bucks from random fans. Well, I mean, imagine if you actually like, this is where,
0: I think it actually gets interesting because this is like you can dive deeper into like yes you're you're excluding some fans but like you actually can use this as a way to enable and get closer to some fans as well where it's like maybe if you donate the most or like whatever then you can get a chance to be in the video or like maybe you like if you're like i don't know in a kickstarter type reward level where it's like if you donate ten thousand dollars then you actually get to be one of the contestants in this video and like that would be amazing. Like you'd have people lining up to 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 be doing that. And, yeah, you'd have like a
1: one in twelve <laughs> chance of winning the island. Like yeah. you got to put up twenty k, but then you have a one in twelve chance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, or, or like, and, and and maybe it's like you want to democratize that some way, and it's just like if you just do the lowest tier of like three dollars or five dollars, then we're just gonna raffle a name from here, and like. Yeah i i have to imagine that like the draw to that would be insane like i i know that like people one want to be in those videos and do those contests because like who wouldn't want to win an island but it's also like that this is really entertaining and like you're you like I can guarantee that anyone that that uh, puts money into that like for this idea is going to watch that as well. Like like yeah. if there's 500,000 people that donate to that, all 500,000 people are 100 percent watching it and telling their friends like, hey, I actually helped make this video possible because um, like, I supported it. So that's like a, in a Mr. B specific world, I think there's a lot that you can explore there. And and yeah. uh, I think overall, this is just where it's all going to shift. Like I have to imagine the volatility of, of AdSense. And again, Mr. Beast is a really unique one because like Mm -hmm. he's, he's like hedged a lot of that risk. Like it's, it's at this point it's like, yes, I'm going to get at least 10, 20 million views per video. But like, there are tons of creators right now who are like, if I don't get like a hundred thousand views on my next video, then like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and like, there's yep. some creators that take like a month between some videos and it's like, oh no, like if this one doesn't hit, like I'm done for. And like, I can't keep doing this. And so I I think there is going to be this, like help support me as, as a creator. And, and that's where I think like Patreon has gotten it wrong is like Patreon has like helped the artists and like helped me like start my career. But I think it feels more, almost more Kickstarter of like, I don't know what I'm going to get from it. And that's why I think like if you spin it as a membership of like, this is what you're going to get and here's like access to merch or like, I I think actually even, even Nelk is doing like you get exclusive merch. And I think that's really interesting as an element, especially for them where their merch is really hard to get. And and there is like some cachet around it. Like, I think that's, that's a really interesting perk.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think you know, we're also at the beginning of like a purge of creators on YouTube. Like we saw Leafy's channel get basically deleted yep. off the platform. I, I don't even think we've re- we've started with what YouTube is going to do. And they're going to go in and they're going to start cl- not clearing out channels. They're just going to start demonetizing channels and not giving yep. them ads because they can no longer risk a large brand that advertises with them like PepsiCo advertising on a Channel that's somewhat either toxic or edgy or something they don't want to be on and so I do think the next two to three years YouTube is going to make a conscious effort to go in and eliminate monetization on a lot of those channels and so creators are going to need to look for other ways to make money especially like people like Nelk and even channels that aren't even close to as edgy as Nelk is they're going to start to get a lot of their videos demonetized. And so if I'm a creator that makes maybe not edgy videos, but I like play video games and I constantly swear, I would be worried over the next three years that my videos will be demonetized or I'm just going to get small auction ads and I'll make a 50 cent RPM and really make no money off my channel. And so... I don't think gated content is just a fad that's going on right now. I think it's something that a lot of creators are going to have to think about and you really just need to build. There's like a, there's a book obviously that talks about building a thousand fans, right? Get a thousand people interested. You really only need a thousand people that are willing to pay that amount of money to then support you long-term. And so I think creators are going to need to think about that going forward because YouTube is going to eventually purge a lot of channels. Yeah. I mean, and and it's not even just YouTube,
0: right? Like think about. Even th- this past year of like one the TikTok scare, but also like Mixer just disappearing, right? And like yeah. we're we're learning like the real cons of building your entire audience on one specific platform, and like. The best creators have managed to build audiences on all of the platforms, but like, there's tons of TikTok stars that, when that like the news of like a ban and and like who like no one knew what was gonna happen with the platform, they're like, oh no, like please follow me on Instagram, please follow me yeah. on YouTube, like what am I gonna do? But it's like, th- it just speaks to like that is so scary that you can't even message your fans like uh like you have like yes you can create content and hopefully like beg them to to switch and follow you which is what a lot of them were doing like i that night like every single person went live on TikTok and was like please follow me please follow me on these other platforms like i don't know what's going to happen and so like in, in the event that you do get demonetized like and, and you're like oh wow I have to either switch to this other place um, or I need to like I don't know like uh, double down on this existing platform and, and figure out new ways to make money like why not already have an email list and, and figure out a way to get in touch with these people like that yeah. is, that feels like just super obvious and, and, and obviously like now like with these platforms being destroyed or like removed or whatever uh, it feels even more obvious but I think as as creators, they are going to realize they are running businesses and like they're basically running businesses where they don't even know their customers, like they know the high level n- number, but like mm-hmm. they have no idea what their customers actually
1: are. The amount of TikTok creators that I get introduced to or meet that have 10 to 20 million followers, and then I go search their YouTube channel and they have less than 000, yeah. a hundred thousand is mind blowing to me that, it, and they need to eventually understand that like you're big on TikTok, that's great but I know a lot of TikTok creators that have 15 million subs that are really struggling to make money, right? Or 50 million followers that are struggling to make money and they need to start converting to these other platforms, right? Or like like your point, they need to start pushing people to a website that they own so they can build an email list, they can build a dedicated fan base, they can eventually launch some kind of gated content. It's, It's all kind of coming to this. And I've tried to convince some of these TikTok creators to start YouTube channels. It's also very daunting going from making a 10 second TikTok video to then creating a 15 minute YouTube video that's edited with a good thumbnail, with a good title. Uh, it's very hard for them to wrap their head around that. And that's why I think we're gonna see a lot of TikTok creators that have tens of millions of followers just kind of fade away over the course of the next few years because they just don't have the drive to like do this YouTube grind.
0: Yeah, I mean, and in, in, in some ways it's just like a completely different muscle. Like just because mm-hmm. they're good at, at that, 10 second format or whatever it might be or a 60 second format doesn't mean that they're going to be able to make 10 minute long videos that are entertaining and um that seems to be like the bar right now on youtube and uh i think that we are going to see the, these creators a good chunk fizzle out in the same way that vine did and, and and it's just like they weren't able to convert to something else but there is like you know, in the same way that Vine uh, like breeded a new type of like uh creator and, and there was like a whole new generation of creators that came from it. There is obviously a, a whole new batch that is emerging. And so uh for the ones that can switch and, and port their audience to something new, like they're in really good spots, but it's really hard, like, and and especially if you're not like just able to make YouTube videos. And, and so I think like in, in those situations, I think you should just be porting as much to Instagram as possible. and And then again, like, charging for your close friends or something like that, you know, where it's like, okay, cool. Now, now like, uh, I'm, I'm just going to have this direct line of, I'm going to monetize on my stories. And yeah. uh, I have to imagine Instagram is, is going to lean into that more like in Snapchat, same, same thing.
1: Yeah. We've already, I sent you that. I mean, I, I know I sent you a company that's like lean, an Instagram company that's trying to lean into subscription. So we're already seeing it. Another thing that I kind of want to touch on, and this has be, become something that. You know, musicians have really had to lean into, and I think we're going to see more and more of it due to COVID and people not being able to to actually go to a concert or a music festival or something like that, is musicians actually leaning into platforms and selling digital tickets and then doing digital concerts. So we've seen a few companies pop up that are leaning into this. I'm not sure that we've seen someone do it well yet, but I would imagine over the course of the next four to six months, we're going to see a lot of different musicians kind of lean into this model, which is really gated content. When you think about it, they're just selling a a virtual ticket. That's good for one session. Uh, and then it's gone, but it's just that one time gated content. And I think we're going to see a lot of this going forward. Yeah, I I agree.
0: And I, I think that we are in a, like, a really interesting time for musicians where like going back even to like the Spotify example of top of funnel and they're really Mm -hmm. relying on, on concerts and uh, tours as their main revenue stream for that to be cut off for a smaller creator right now. Like you're in a really interesting position of like, what do i do like how do i just plan to make money for the next couple of years and uh and and i mean obviously like who knows maybe we'll we'll all be back to normal very soon and uh concerts will come back but like i'm i'm a little bit more pessimistic and so i think that there is going to be uh these like virtual concert platforms that emerge and i think the key is like i don't think that you actually just like recreate this concert straight up like i I think like if you're just like i'm gonna try and do uh i don't know like the same show that i would do in front of madison square garden like that's just not gonna work like you need to lean into i'm gonna be entertaining like almost like a twitch stream and like logic to his credit has done like did an amazing job on on the like his release night for his album like that was an, an incredible stream of like you're just listening with him and like there's a world where people would have for sure just paid to access that, you know, like I just want to support you. Like I want to be able to see you and you like stream and listen to the album with you in real time. Like he signed a Twitch deal. So it's a bit like unique, yeah. but um, like there is a world where if that wasn't the case, then like people would have for sure paid to, to get access to that. And um, I think you need to just make it more intimate. You need to like treat it like a Twitch stream, uh, Twitch stream, which is like, Yep. that's all on, on the actual musicians though like there might be new musicians that like rise to the top purely because they are entertaining and good at, at doing a twitch type stream and doing like a concert where it's like hey uh, I'm just going to sit down in the studio and riff for a couple hours like who wants to watch me like I pay five dollars to enter in like I there is going to be someone that's super entertaining there's going to be amazing clips from it but there might be some musicians who just crumble in, in, in that like one to many talking to a camera situation um, and I think that's like something to watch within this space where like just because someone puts on a really great production at a concert doesn't mean they're great at like this one-to-many streaming thing yeah you nailed it i mean
1: i think it they need to focus on being authentic right i think about a situation where you have like three songs up and then all fans get to vote on what song you play next and then you can kind of engage and some people can ask questions and it needs to be very interactive but there i mean i i'm like you like i don't think music festivals happen within the next 12 months and so I, I'm not as worried about the big musicians that have already done very well. I'm worried about the ones that are struggling to make it, or had a successful year, were hoping to back it up with a tour, and now it's just completely been wiped out. And so I don't, I I don't know if YouTube's going to step into the space or not. I would imagine that they're going to build something that allows their their music side of their business to then sell tickets. Uh, but we've already seen like companies pop up in this space, yeah. I- so. I'm excited to see how that kind of comes to fruition.
0: Yeah, I, I think like the probably the most interesting element of like Twitch, in my opinion, is like just a pure subscriber only type chat. And I have to imagine like someone is going to build something, the equivalent of sub, uh, subscriber only chat. But for like musicians, I don't know what that interaction actually looks like that. Maybe it is just subscriber only chat. But like yep. there is going to be something of like you creating hype and you interacting with this stream in some way is like your your paywall of like okay you're gonna pay five dollars to be in that element of it and and the other side is like maybe it's just like free to watch but if you actually want to interact if you want to vote on what song like like those type of things then uh you pay the money to to get that level like i think that might be another evolution of it and that's what i imagine like youtube and twitch you're probably scrambling to to build out right now
1: without question Yeah. So I, you know, kind of to wrap up this conversation on gated content, if you're a creator and you're, you know, you have a fan base, you have a couple million subscribers, let's even go less. If you're a creator, you have 500,000 subs on YouTube. You're pulling 10 million views a month. Like you're making substantial money, but you still haven't like hit that next tier. What, what's the strategy? Are you stepping into gated content? When, when do you think it's right as a creator to think about this kind of strategy? Uh, like what, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it really, it depends on the type of content, right? Like it, again, like if you're, if your goal is like, I'm going to get to a hundred million subscribers, like it's probably a little bit early to, to be thinking about gated content and, or membership products. But like, I think if you're like, Hey. Um, I, I think I'm gonna grow modestly, like maybe 10, 20% month over month. Um, and like, that would be great for them to, to grow at that rate um, for the next year. But like, who knows what happens after a year? Like, it probably makes sense to to be thinking about a subscription product in some way. Mm-hmm. And, and like, especially if you've already like, been able to sense that some of your fans are really hyper engaged and like because there's so many different types of creators and like we talk about this a bunch but like there's some creators where their videos just do well but like they actually don't have like any fans around like them as, as, as individuals like it's just like okay this content is interesting I'm going to watch it and like maybe if it pops up on my homepage I'll watch it but like if you actually have a, a real brand around you which ultimately you should if you're going to like build a moat and, and a real audience long term then it, it might be worth exploring like what is gated content look like for you and and we've obviously explored a lot of different variations of like what gated content or or membership programs look like here but i have to imagine as as a creator like you can think of of ways to interact or or get your audience to be more engaged and like that could be something as simple like the the really hot topic within like silicon valley right now is like paying to get access to like uh I don't know, basically the equivalent of like discords, right? Like if yeah. you want to be a part of Mr. Beast discord, then like you would pay $5 a month and, and there you go. And and I think that like that is I, I'm not as excited about that, but that is one variation of all this, like where you can pay to to join the communities themselves. And uh, I, I think every like at the bare minimum, every creator should be trying to figure out how to directly communicate with their audience and build their audience off of side or like take some of their audience off of, uh, YouTube or Instagram or wherever and be like, this is my email list or this is my, like, uh, whether it's like community.com or whatever, like, you know, and this is like, these are the phone numbers that I now have, like whatever that information might be, like just empowering the like creators to take back control over their audience. And like the audience obviously is willing to give it to them. They just never even have had the chance to like giving those opportunities to your audience to directly engage with you is like, that is for sure where this is all heading.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Well, this has been fun, man. I know we've been talking about doing this for a while. This is like the, this is one thing you and I are both passionate about. I I know i maybe sit on the other side of the fence (laughs) in some of these, but I also like the creators I work with don't really need to push into the paywalls yet. Um, But this was fun. Like I'm glad we did it. I hope this was helpful. Uh, for creators, hopefully, watching, thinking about like different monetization streams and different things like that. Uh, so, if you're a creator watching, like, hopefully, this was helpful for you. So, like I said, something Blake and I have been wanting to do for a while. So, it's finally good to like have episode one in the books. Uh, we'll get it posted. I don't know what the cadence is going to be of these, uh, so bear with us on that. Uh, but I know this is like something that you and I have been passionate about. We've been talking about this what, eight months? Something
0: yeah, like. I mean, we've, we've been talking about this yeah. for forever. And then, yeah. I mean, like, even, like, there's so many other topics that we obviously talk about, like, daily. And, and, and so just continuing to do those and, and riffing on them, like, I think it's going to be really fun. Like, I, I hopefully people find this interesting. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, we're super transparent as individuals of how we just think about everything. So I'm excited to, to see where this all goes
1: yeah same so where, where can you guys find this so we're gonna put it up on youtube as the video uh we'll do our best to put it on most of the the podcast streaming platforms apple stitcher uh spotify we'll, we'll do our best to get it like fully syndicated uh so where can you find us we'll, we'll probably link it down below in the youtube uh description as well so you guys can all find it but thanks for listening uh my name's reed blake I'm as blake. well <laughs> uh we'll probably be back for a second episode sometime soon so thanks everyone